Hello, hello, and welcome to Healing Fucking Sucks. I am your host, Jackie Hall. Today, I have a very special guest on the show, Meraki. I found Meraki off of Instagram from his amazing content that he shares. He's like a jack of all trades. He's like a mental health advocate or and like a philosopher. <laughs> like he does a little bit of it all. Um, so we are here to interview healthy fucking people. So how are you today, Meraki? Yeah, yeah, I am uh I'm doing great. I'd say on the higher end of the mental health day. That's always a good day when your mental health is on the good side of things. I know. (laughs) So I always start my show off with a question and you can answer it however you want. There's no right or wrong answers. Um, It's just to kind of get perspective of how you look at things. So what is mental health to you? Mental health to me, I think ultimately equates to it's the disconnect between your body and your mind. I think that it's always your body talking to your mind. And I believe that it's kind of really based in the idea of your body trying to communicate with you and tell you that something's wrong, whether that like that you're not on the right path or that you're not listening to yourself or trusting yourself or you're continuing to live the pattern over and over again you're not learning your lessons um it's a very it's a very broad question i think most people think it's primarily about depression or those uneasy feelings but i think it's i think it's much deeper than that it's that that psychological battle between your analytical mind and and bridging that gap that is saying something's wrong it's trying to it's trying to show you that yeah 100% and that's why i like to ask this question because it is such a broad uh, question um so you can kind of go anywhere with it and it's interesting to see um where people kind of start once you ask them the question um a lot of people are new here. The show is new, even though a lot of people have been following me on uh, social media for quite a while now. This is um, a different side of me that they haven't seen yet. I am on my healing journey. I even have on my Instagram, I am healing. I'm not healed. <laughs> okay, so mental health to you, do you, is it just like one thing to you or is it, is it more than that? Is it a connection of all three of like spiritual, um, physical and mental, like as a whole in order to like be an healed person to be like, cause I feel like if people say, if you have mental health, then like you're healthy, like in general. That to you is is that just one thing or or is there more involved no i think you nailed it pretty much yeah i think it's mind body and spirit you know and that whatever way you look at it you're 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 ultimately disconnected and most of the time it's it's because we're disconnected from one another you know it's or people we love or some some type of connection that we're 
seeking from childhood still, right? And and we're still not finding. I think that the bulk of us until we're aware of the idea are ultimately trying to find the needs that were never met as children, right? And so we're a bunch of children in adult bodies. And so I think that, you know, mental health, like anything, is found by going back to the beginning, right? And so it's the condition of constantly never finding it, never finding that that connection to the things that, to that love, to that safety that that you didn't receive as a child. I think one hundred percent. I I always like through all of my therapy. Um, I've always it always results like back to my childhood, and <clears throat> so everyone's kind of like, so if you have trauma, like it stems from your childhood. And I'm like, well, most of the time, because, um, the, the day and age that we're in right now, most of us have not grown up in a society where mental health was a priority. And we still don't know as much about it now as, as we should, but it's more prominent now than like, it's been definitely like when you and I were growing up, cause like you and I are similar to age. Uh, what kind of came to me in that moment is the idea of trauma being basically bestowed upon us from our parents or from our from our environment. I don't want to say parents just because that's different for everyone, but but primarily our environment growing up. And we don't give any nothing has any inherent meaning, nothing at all. It's it's all just given meaning by what we give it. And so if you think of like the the trauma and how that stems, trauma can happen later in life. There's certain events and there's certain things, but primarily it's just layering itself. And so something that typically wouldn't trigger you or cause additional trauma is based on, again, that environment as a child that... You know, yeah, a hundred percent like unhealed trauma. Um, because you know, like whenever I was growing up, I've I've said it before. Um, I had people, you know, tell me, Well, oh, you're not special, like your abuse in the past was like not anything big, like suck it up, you know? And from the longest time, like I wouldn't say that I sucked it up. I I, put, I just front like things don't bother me, <laughs> but like they did. I was like severely broken and messed up on the inside. And it does all come from the childhood. And sadly, like as much as I would love to blame my parents for it, like they were also like abused and went through trauma and just did not have the resources that we have now. Right. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. Okay. So. I had mentioned uh, at the beginning of the show, like you have some phenomenal content out on the internet and you seem to be very self-aware and a healed human. I don't believe in anyone being fully healed, but I, I believe that everybody gets to a certain point to what we consider as being healed like you're self-aware if something pops up you go work that's being healed to me at this point how did you get you can start this off by telling us 
what happened to you, like, like what trauma happened, what triggered this. Normally people hit rock fucking bottom before they start healing. It's just humans. It's just how we do things. Um, so what did healing look like for you? Where did this start? How did Meraki, the, the person that I see on the internet now that a lot of people seem to really gravitate towards and love, how did you become you? I think just through a series of crushing disappointments and again, the trauma, right? The abuse. I mean, not to go into any detail, I had an extremely, you know, abusive childhood and through the pressures of that ultimately led me to a life of alcoholism and, and, and being addicted to, to drugs, heavy drugs. Again, not to go into too much detail about that. I did, I, I wrote a song about it as like a creative and as an, as an artist and someone who has that as an outlet. I wrote a song called hurt. It's actually out like on my here's Meraki's YouTube channel. If you ever want to check it out. And it really is just putting it all together uh, to, to where I was on that precipice of, you know, it ultimately am I taking my life or am I not? And being in that moment and being aware of the fact that there was, there had to be something more if I knew there was something in that moment talking to me. And so I think, you know, getting yeah to rock bottom, which I believe now that most people don't change until they're at that point. But I believe now that why wait? You know, you don't have to get to that place to to change or to make better decisions or to get better, you know? And so I, I, yeah, I believe that like anyone, I think the people who entice the biggest changes or who have that, that brave soul that can put themselves out there and be seen have really gone through a lot of a lot of trauma a lot of suffering you know 100 percent. and um you know like i've been in contact with you um not anything in depth but just trying to get you on my show and we had our pre-interview um session which i do with all of my guests on the show and i would have never guessed that you had um, suffered from addiction. But if you were able to overcome that, especially if it was something like alcohol, I have a friend, one of my only friends that I still have. He's been in my life for about 12 years now. His name is Jonathan Moody. Shout out Jonathan Moody. <laughs> he's going to be like, oh my God, you talked about me on the show. Um, Johnny he's, boy. Ten, he, he's 10 years sober now. And mm. When I first met him, he was sober and then, you know, he slipped and went back and God, it was just, it was awful. But, um, I was one of the only people that stayed there for him through those times. And I, I don't personally know because I've never struggled with actual addiction myself. I've been, I've abused drugs and alcohol before, but I've never actually had like the addiction part. And especially like during COVID, um, I remember it was like his seven year chip and he was like, I can't go to a meeting and get my chip because, 
you know, it's COVID, everything shut down. So I went, I have no idea even what the chips look like. So I went on Amazon and I Googled and I found the chip for him and I got him a seven-year chip and I surprised him with a seven-year chip, which happens to be on the 13th, which is the number that follows me everywhere. And I have the video of of me, maybe I'll post it one day, of me surprising him with the, his uh, seven-year chip. And he was just so grateful. So, um, shout out to anyone who's ever suffered from addiction. Um, it is not a fun place to be. And I don't think I could come back from, especially something like alcohol, because you can just literally go right around the store and get it. You don't have to call somebody. You don't have to wait on somebody to meet up with you. Like, that's a pure fucking dedication. Yeah, the the hardest part about addiction is believing that it never ends in the sense of, Almost always when when you're an addict of something, you just change one addiction for the next and another. And it doesn't need to be just, you know, drugs to drugs, right? It could be drugs to being addicted with the gym, which was something that had happened to me through that time, right? Or be addicted to uh, porn or be addicted to something, right? There's, there's all kinds of diff- gambling, whatever it may be. And so it's as if it never ends ever no matter no matter what you're always battling or fighting an addiction until you become self-aware and i think that the self-awareness is what is missing in so many people because that self-awareness is your intelligence you know it's what allows you to recognize that you're making these things your god and so I always say never make anything your God because you're just giving away your power and hundred percent. So. That's beautiful. Yeah. It's just, it's good to hear because I grew up with two addicts. My mom was um, a drug addict. My dad was an alcoholic. Um, so I guess I had it written all in my DNA to become an addict. And I dabbled in all of that, all of the above, but luckily had no long-term like addiction effects. So um, thank God, because I, I honestly don't know if I would be here for real. That's some serious stuff. So I'm super proud of you. Thank you. Okay. Let's move on. What do you do <laughs> on a daily basis to keep yourself healthy and uplifted? Pretty straightforward because I like who I've become. And so it's like, why would I change my behaviors too much day to day when, unless I'm trying to grow or unless I'm trying to do something, change isn't necessary, you know, but Mm -hmm. if I don't like who I am, change is absolutely necessary. So I think it's pretty, yeah, I have a good life. I like my life. My days before my feet hit the ground start with gratitude and the, the profoundness in giving true, genuine gratitude every single day is more than just a modicum of being able to change your life it and, and shift your life. And so I know that there are a lot of people who talk about it, but don't actually do it. And I'm here to say that every single morning, the very first thing I do is I am just grateful that I get another day. I am, I am, and, and it starts there. 
And then from there, I just do little things on the way. Thank you for this coffee. You know, thank you for this house. Thank you for the, for, for every, every moment to the next. I'm just constantly giving gratitude pretty much until I make it to my first event where I need to focus my mind somewhere else. But that is really the bulk of, of my mornings and how I start my day, whether that's the first five minutes or first hour of my day. It's always starting with gratitude. And from there, it's my intention. It's my intention for everything that I do. You know, why am I doing this? And where is it going to potentially get me or not get me? And that's, I mean, from why did I go here and buy this coffee or this food to why did I, everything has to be questioned and have has to have an intention behind it. And then from there, I make sure that I'm doing everything in my power to choose me, right? Because I believe that if you choose yourself, everything else has no other choice but to choose you too. So um, it's to the gym or doing some type of work. I don't want to say just like direct work because I do a, a lot of different things. But it's it's some type of endeavor. And building my gym time around that. So maybe I went in the morning, maybe I went sometime during the afternoon, or I don't know if you see my social media posts sometimes or at least my stories when I try to hold people accountable. I go at all different times. So and then it's just it's just conscious eating. Conscious eating is another huge part of mental health. Most of us would significantly feel better if we chose to eat better for our bodies and less for our desires, you know, or those instant gratification dopamine strikes that we're constantly looking for in every aspect of life, conscious eating, and just putting all that together. It It's not very hard. And I, there's people may think it's boring, but there's a lot of magic that happens when you live an aligned life, I guess. And all that means is where you, where are you trying to go? That's it. That's all right. That's, that's very beautifully said. And I love your perspective on. I think gratitude in and itself would just jumpstart people's healing journey, especially in mental health. Most people are not being grateful for the life that they get to, for to live and for the breath that they get to take from one moment to the next. And so 100%, I know that I've taken so many of my years for granted. Um, and I kind of sort of look back sometimes and I try not to be too hard on myself for doing that because I'm trying to live like in the present moment. I'm like, okay, well I'm grateful now. So here we are. So to answer your question, it's a, it's everything. It's, it changes moment to moment. It changes day to day, but no matter what it is, there's always the key is that there's always something to be grateful for. No matter how bad the circumstances get, there's something, even if that is the breath that you get to take now and the breath that you get to take in the next moment. But I uh-huh. think the beautiful thing that I want to mention in, I was trying to find like a time to mention this actually. And I think this is a perfect Here we time are. <laughs> is just that I think what's going on inside of everyone is they're starting to ask the question of like, like, who am I really, you know? 
And I am, I, I recently just started, like I've asked that before, like kind of like super fit, who am I? And I thought it was just because I was getting older, sure. but maybe it's just, you know, the whatever is in the air right now, but I'm like, no, I need to know who I am. That way I know who the fuck I want in my life and I can stop, I can like avoid a lot of stuff here. It's, it's, it's all energy. It's why, it's why it works the way it works. You know, it's when you understand that the universe is mental, it's all mind and we are all connected through that mind. It, you start to realize that where the focus goes, it grows. I mean, and you see that so much on social media nowadays. I mean, when you get these trendy posts and things that just circulate super, super fast, you know, and it's because everybody's focusing on it. And so it's just growing and growing and growing. Yeah. And I most agree. of it is just to distract us from that question of who am I really? Because I think that when you find out who you really are, you start to take back the control of your mind. Yeah. And, you know, mental health mental health is has a lot, almost everything to do with the fact that you don't have control of your mind. You've you've lost that, you've given away the power to that to circumstances or people or things outside of yourself a hundred percent yeah we need to get to the core issue here of what's going on and you know since it all three body mind spirit connects with each other it's once you get to the mind and you can figure out what's going on there you can start analyzing what you need to heal in here yeah there's a whole Basically, it looks like this. Their philosophy is create the problems, sell the solutions. And you can look at that with anything. That's exactly why we have a ton of different individualized vitamins. That's why we have a ton of different individualized medicines, right? And it's like, okay, if you have a headache and you take an aspirin, well, your body's not saying I'm aspirin deficiency, you know, it's saying something else and you're not listening to what it's actually saying. And so, you know, they, they know that and they keep us stuck in a loop. Yeah. I like to ask this question to people that have, you know, I'm, I'm sure you dealt with some kind of like depression, like when you were going through your sobriety, it's like hard to to just skip past that point. But did you have some depression? Yeah. And now I think that it just, again, it can't, it comes back to, I don't know if, I don't want to say if depression is real because I think that you can be depressed. You know, you can feel depressed, but I do not believe that it is a disease that you catch that I don't, you be, you don't believe it's a disease that you cannot change or that you can change that you catch that you can like catch disease so like the disease of depression oh. like i th- i think that it's, it's it's curable you know yeah, when you're is. like feeling depressed it's really hard because again it's not it's not to say that depression isn't real but for me 
based on just my journey and the things that I've learned throughout it, I just don't believe in depression in the way that I used to. And I think that it's a slippery slope because belief is very important. And if you believe in it enough, it'll be true for you. So I guess that's kind of my take on depression is just the fact that I I think you can feel depressed. And again, I think that that's like a, a biological signal saying something needs to change, <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. And I get where you're going with that. Um, but it, it's kind of, it's kind of funny cause that's not where I was going with the question, but now that we're here, I'm going to question you on it because depression has been like a big part of my life. Um, at first, I was all like, I'm not going to be a victim of this. I'm going to wake up and do my morning gratitudes. I'm going to be a better person. I'm going to do, you know, like kinds of um, acts of kindness and love for myself and do all of these things, right, to help bypass the depression. Um, but I kept coming back to it like over and over and over again and – I mean, I tried to pull myself out of that pit. Like you could have been like, Jackie, you want a million dollars. And I would have been like, great. Like, I'll see you whenever I wake up. Motivation, no nothing. Like depression um, is something like I really, truly battled and was very chemically for me from the foods that I was eating to um, not having the right, um, neural pathways like firing off in my brain because of years of trauma and staying in that mindset. And I'm not going to lie. It was a fucking hell to pull myself out of that shit. And I'm still suffering with some of it. Like I'll still sleep too much or, or I, something like that. But, um, I feel like depression's like different for everybody and I had gotten to a point where I was like okay I have to have medication. It's either that or I'm killing myself. One of the two. I need help. I was doing spiritual stuff. I was doing therapy. Nothing was working for me, so I had to turn to medication and medication ended up changing my life. Not to delve too deeply into the medication, but do you mind sharing what medication I'm on? Yeah, like oh, 100%. what medication was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So first, I was on Prozac and Wellbutrin for a really long time, like very high doses of it, like so high that I was in the seizure zone. So like basically, I could have a seizure at any point in time because of the amount of dopamine and serotonin that was like going off in my brain. Um, that I still, by the way, was it, it saved it saved me from like the um, wanting to kill myself type of like mindset. Um, and being able to like function and like go to a job daily. Um, but then, you know, this was in 2020, like right when COVID hit. And here we are in 2023. And I just started doing low dose um, microdosing ketamine because my medication was no longer working for me. And I was hitting that low again. And the ketamine has changed my life. Honestly. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, in the, in the same way that I believe, um, psilocybin, I believe in ketamine and other different psychoactives just because they are profound. And I think that the primary reason that they were even scheduled one to begin with is because they actually heal. Um, they actually allow new networks of neurons to fire and wire together, which is ultimately how you truly make change and become someone else or someone different or the person that you're trying to become who isn't depressed or feeling those mental ailments. And so I think it's just it's just super important that people know that it exists and that they shouldn't be afraid of it. And that when you do feel that sense of hopelessness, right? And if you haven't tried, a, this is for anyone who hasn't tried it. I'm telling you, if if you're down and out in your last ditch effort, try it because this is gonna, this will be what what helps you out. This is not a shout out to you guys to like go out on the street and find someone that's like selling fucking ketamine and be like, yo, like, can I have a K bag? (laughs) Like, this is not, (laughs) this is not how it works. And you can't just go take any shrooms. Like it has to be certain shrooms that you take a certain, a certain strand. Yeah. Facilitate it always. Right. And you need to have it done in a therapeutic um, setting. But uh, this, uh, we are not telling you guys to go party by any means and be like, no. get fucked up and and send the aliens down or whatever. I don't know what you guys do when I be- you I fucked believe, up on this stuff. But I believe it's Oregon uh, that, or there's a state over there on uh, the the west coast that they are they do actually have it now in psychotherapy and and things of that nature that they they offer it. And so maybe it's maybe it's Washington, but. There or maybe it's even Colorado, but one of those <laughs> you're bouncing all over the globe. <laughs> oh no, 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 I'm sorry. I thought we were still on like the shroom things. Where I'm no, saying, we are. Yeah, so I'm saying that for people who maybe it don't think it exists, that you can actually go and get psychoactive treatment for it, and rather than just going to get it off the street or something, it does exist. Oh and, no, and not only are, just that, but like you can you can literally like call the doctors that like I get mine through. I go through Joyous and I recently just switched over to uh, it's called Better You, just the letter U. Okay. And um literally you will get a doctor, a physician, a nurse, whatever, they will hmm. make an appointment with you and you'll go through a whole like scan where they will make sure that you fit for ketamine especially i haven't done it for shrooms so i don't know but for ketamine at least like there's certain disorders that don't really work so well with the ketamine so you have to go through like a whole process but i passed and they literally just mail me my ketamine like it it goes to my mailbox it's locked in there um there's a whole tracking thing on it they know exactly when it's delivered i let them know um, they send me daily check-ins. They say, you know, do you feel any nausea? Do you feel like, how's your anxiety today? Like, how's your depression today? Have you, did you, did you sleep well? Did you wake up feeling like you wish you had never woken up or do you feel better today? Is this whole fucking list of surveys that they do. And it's, 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 it's very straightforward. And, um, 
yeah, you can just literally go to that website and and get your ketamine. I mean, but here in LA, like you can also just go get your shrooms at like the weed shop. <laughs> You're like, I hate you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wouldn't that be something? but yeah um this is like this is coming from somebody who and i'm gonna talk about psychedelics a lot on this show because it's a a big part of my life right now even though i have not tripped okay guys let's get that straight i have not tripped i've not been on uh the journey yet or whatever it is you want to call it whatever i haven't been on it yet i've been low dosing because i literally was scared out of my asshole of tripping like i was like i don't know what to expect i don't know what's gonna happen my brain is crazy it's it's very imaginative and all over the place. And what happens if I have a bad trip? And I didn't understand what a bad trip was. I had a doctor explain it to me. It's like your whole thought process before you go into it, um, where it can be like massive anxiety while you're inside the trip, even though when you come out, it's still very healing. Um, but that's a whole nother thing to talk to your physician about, but yeah, you can just, literally go on your phone and and get some medication that's what i did very nice <laughs> that was super uh super uh oh my god this, this is gonna age me but austin powers e yeah <laughs> <laughs> sometimes i'll slip into another uh-huh. you know um accent and i don't know why but here we are so hey as, as long as you're being okay people say time heals everything what are your thoughts on that and because i have my own thoughts on it which I, which i will share but hmm it's a good question um i yeah if you focus on time being what healed you then time probably healed you but I also believe that it's the changes that you make, you know, that heal you. You know, it's it's getting through that suffering. When you when you get on the other side of that suffering, it I promise you, it's something changes. It has to, you know. So. And I kind of sort of, I believe that time is an illusion also, but I mean, when I say time, like we only have so much time here on earth, right? I mean, we don't have the fountain of fucking youth here. (laughs) So, uh, I mean, don't we wish we did, but actually I kind of don't. I would, I kind of want to see what the other side is like. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Right. That's, it's all, Uh, all the answers are right after that experience. Right. Um, but I, I'm a firm believer that like time does heal everything, but like you can speed that shit along a lot faster. Like, I don't want to be grandma Jackie at 90 years old. I just healed from that narcissistic abuse when I was in my twenties. I guess in retrospect, I would say that because of what I think, because of my perception of time and because of, you know, what I give it, I would say patience. Patience is truly what heals, you know, patience is time. But 
we all lack patience, but that's because we're taught to just chase everything. We're, we're in I mean, microwave error, bro. Yeah, we're going to chase ourselves to the stoplight to see if we can beat it. We're going to chase ourselves to be first in line, chase ourselves to be going after every desire. And there's so many of them that we just, you know, we're never going to catch them all. <laughs> no, there's so, no way. So, yeah, patience. And some people may say patience is time. And in that case, then, yeah, time does heal all. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Okay, what projects are you working on that you want to share with us? Do you, mm. I know we had spoke previously about some kind of retreat that you were wanting to do. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Because I'm super fucking interested and I'm sure everyone else on the show listening will be also. So yeah, so can we dive into that. It's going to be. Uh, the Live Meraki Retreat, which is basically going to encompass a, a ton of different healers. And what I mean by healers is a bunch of different individuals who bring their own innate gifts to assist you in kind of taking back your power and finding that that you have everything you need. You, you possess it all already and kind of showing you different outlets and different ways to reach that potential and to reach that version of yourself. So it's going to be based on now this is a, I don't know if I should say this, but I'm going to say it anyways, it will be facilitated. And so right now I'm kind of working on getting, it's going to be in South America. So I'm working on getting some shamans to be a part of it, to offer an extension of some, shamanic healing with plant medicines and uh, ayahuasca in particular is what they would be working with. And so in other words, you're going to trip balls guys. (laughs) 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 Um, Yeah. And that's the going to be an extended uh, three day division outside of it. But anyone else who, you know, would even think about wanting to be a part of it, it's going to be, I, I think some of the best work I've done so far. So we're going to have, you know, uh, an outdoors day where we're going to go off the land and we're going to get our own food, harvest our own food, things of that nature, bring it back. I'm going to have a private chef there. We're all going to cook our own meal. Wash um, the dog pee off of it. Exactly. Exactly. You know, that actually sounds super fucking phenomenal. Like sounds super freeing. And yoga even if you haven't done yoga, you'll leave that retreat after seven days knowing a little bit more about yoga. It'll be an everyday, every morning practice. Um, so we'll have instructors there, myself included. We'll have speakers. We'll have guest speakers. Um, I think I'm going to keep those secret, but yeah. make sure that I'm in, investing in uh, the whole model of, you know, pretty much that you will change something. You know, something, something in you will change and I want to collectively put together everything that I know and the people that I surround myself know to surround myself with, no, to, to make it a place that is ultimately getting to the core root of what needs to be healed and helping you find your way to that. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. If those of you that are listening that are like completely against psychedelics or just have a bad taste in your mouth about the whole subject, 
um, I suggest actually doing some real research on like the goodness of it and the percentage of healing that happens during these sessions. Um, like I said before, I used to be completely against it. Um, just microdosing it has completely started healing me on a, such a complete different level than I ever expected. So, um, Meraki, it's been great to have you. Yeah. Where can everyone find you and contact you and look for um, posts about your retreat and upcoming project? Uh, you can find me at Here is Meraki on all of my social medias. Um, and you can also email me if you, you know, have any other questions or if you're interested in, you know, linking up DMs, podcasting, things of that nature. I'm always willing to talk with like-minded people. And I think that that's, that's how the world moves, you know, is just all of us coming together to agree upon something. Even if it's something, because we have Just such a hard something. time with agreeing on anything. Yeah. That it's uh, true. Yeah, I, and I think that that's so many people in so many different languages can understand mental health and the things that are going on there. Which, again, I would hope sparks something in everyone to understand that it all starts in your mind. Everything, the universe is mental. So, yep. so we have to take care of it. And we have to figure out how. So 100%. you guys can start figuring out how to add Meraki on social media. Um, his content is great. He is uh, a healer and someone that is a good person to start off with to become a good fucking person. I appreciate That's that. That's my take on it. Yeah, I appreciate that. It was great having you and we will talk soon. All righty. Bye, everyone. All right. Bye.